Well, hello guys. It's Seiko. I'm back again with another episode. Um, This week has been... I had to take a little break. I mean, as we all know, there's a lot going on in the world. So, it's almost like I felt guilty posting or, you know, focusing on my podcast. Because I felt like I just had to allow my social media... And everything to just have the focus of what's going on into the world and just take that time to just like absorb everything. But this week, I'd like to talk about depression and mental health. Um, to be honest, it takes, how can I like, Depression is such a serious thing, and I feel like in the Caribbean community, it's just overlooked so much, and it's like, it's not really taken as serious as it should, as it should be, you know, and for me, in my household, it wasn't. Um, Depression hit me when I was younger, and I was in a relationship before I started to deal with women and my ex-boyfriend and I at the time I got pregnant and I had to unfortunately get rid of my twin babies um at that time I was young I was not ready to be a mother but it was just it was just something harsh to deal with and to be honest i bounced back cuz you know i'm young we don't take those things seriously and i was young and a couple years later i happened to get pregnant again at that time i wanted to keep it but he wasn't he was against it and i had to go on the table at that time And I knew I wasn't okay because I just wasn't okay. Um, You could imagine, you know, it's something I didn't want to do to begin with. And then going home and having my doctor call me and tell me that the baby is still in my tubes. You know what I'm saying? I hated myself. I'm going to keep it 100. I hated myself because I never wanted to do it. But I felt like I was living under my mom's roof and I felt like even if she was against me, if the guy that got me pregnant was on my side, at least I'd have had more courage to be like, I'd have felt more solid, you know what I'm saying, in my decision to keep it. But once the person that gets you pregnant says no, I'm young. I'm not like my age now. You know, in hindsight, now I'm like, yo, I should have said, yo, F that and keep my kids and keep it pushing. But I just I just wanted us. And I even asked, you know, my young little ass is like, can we co-parent? I ain't know shit about co-parenting. I wanted so badly not to go through that procedure. I'm using words like co-parent and stuff like that. I'm like, I'll co-parent. You could check on me sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to bother you trying to make the situation some way 
pleasing to him so that he would not stay with me, but help me with the child. My depression started from there. It actually did. You know, I didn't realize that until I started therapy. You know, it started from there. I've never fully got over that. And I've always hated myself for that. You know, to this day, when I see people with their kids and stuff like that, I feel sad. And I'm very scared to have children because I feel like I can't. I just feel like I, I, I'm going to get in a mood where I want to have a kid and go and start the process. And then the baby's not going to latch to me because of those procedures. I've done it twice in my whole 34 years and I've regretted. I, I regret. I regret them, you know, and I had to forgive myself. And that's when my depression started. My depression started there and it, I carried it all through my life up until probably 32 I carried my depression off and on um when you carry baggage through your life and don't take a breather to hate to to heal excuse me it just weighs heavy on you and I got into relationships with the baggage of those abortions and the baggage of being molested when I was small and I just had resentment you know and then it didn't help. Like, you know, I'm not saying that I wanted to get into relationships with people to heal me. But I always wanted to know what it feels like to be in a relationship with someone and have them take the time to understand you. Don't come in and try to belittle me for being broken or pick on me for my hard exterior. Try to understand why I'm hard. Try to understand why I am the way I am and maybe you coming in from that point of view or that avenue or that lane will make me feel more comfortable opening up I never open up to many because I'm the jokester of every group I'm in I'm the fun girl I'm the one that's laughed the one you come to for the jokes the one you come for come to for the makeup and the fashion but nobody never really came to me I'm like yo are you okay do you, do you, what do you need? You know, I'm always the friend for the good times. And you know, my way of dealing with my mental illness used to be alcohol. I used to drink very heavily, blackout. Um, I had many moments where I just blacked out in parties and, and wake up the next day to videos and, and, and messages. Oh, you seen what you did at this party and all of that. It was just like a very hard time for me. And um, the breakups I experienced over the course of my life didn't help in my depression. So I just had a lot of baggage and I needed to see a therapist because to be honest, I'm approaching my friends about my depression and they're telling me, well, we got shit going on too, or you're not the only one that's depressed. I'm like, but you guys never came to a point where you felt like you needed to take your life. Did you? No. So this is not a comparison of who's more depressed. This is someone coming to you and saying, guys, I'm hurting more than you know. Help. It's kind of frustrating when you're going through depression, when you try to reach out to your friends and they shut you out or you reach out to your friends and they play it off as you being dramatic. It's very painful. It's the most painful 
feeling in the world to actually have the courage to say, hey, I'm hurting and no one hears you. And to go back to what, you know, being in the Caribbean and from a Caribbean, from a family, my family's Jamaican, like my mother never took my depression seriously. She never did. She never, she never noticed. She came and seen the bottles of alcohol in my room and under my bed. And she never said something's wrong or she probably didn't want to acknowledge it, you know? And I just felt like there was an elephant in the room and nobody wanted to address, yo, she's, she's, she's a little different. She's not okay. Even within my friends, I feel like they may have talked. My friends at the time may have talked to each other about me, but they never once came and gave me that one-on-one like, yo, you're not okay. We need to help you. We, I never got that type of love from them. And it's hard. I mean, if it wasn't for my cousin that I'm very close with, I would not be here today because she actually caught me and stopped me from taking my life. Um, I thank her every day. And I, I think that's why when me and her fall out, I always end up talking back to her because she really was there for me at a time when I was at my darkest and my lowest. Um, The thing about depression also is if you don't have outlets where you feel comfortable talking and no one's not listening to you, you can go deeper. It gets scary. It gets darker. You feel more alone. Um, Therapy helps. Don't get me wrong. Therapy helps you, but you need friends. You need friends to really be there when you're not at therapy. Therapy is good, but you're going there for a couple hours. You need to have a good support system around you to say, well, I can't see Dr. So-and-so, but I can call so-and-so and lift my spirit so I could call so-and-so and say, let's go to the park. Like You have to have a good support system. And I think a lot of people like that. I'm the type I'll see somebody because I, I've been through depression and I know what it's like. I mean, I'll notice somebody on social media post some dark things and I'll go in their DMS immediately and be like, you good. Like, I know we're not cool like that, but are you okay? Like I ask. And sometimes they may be not offended, but they may be standoffish. And some people open up to me like, yo, you know, I'm actually not okay. Like this is happening and that's happening. And I talk to them and, and I even tell them, listen, come in my DM anytime you want to talk. Take my number, text me anytime you want to talk because I've been there. I've been there where I've made my, listen, I did a recap, like went on my Facebook Cause you know, Facebook was popping before Instagram and I went back to posts that I used to put when I was depressed and it was all cries for help and not one person noticed. Like I went back on my Facebook and seen myself crying out for help. Like see myself writing things where you could see that I was in a dark space and all you see are people liking it and not one person saying, yo, you good. And it's weird. People are going through depression and depression right in front of your face and we neglect them and we look past them and we look at it as them being dramatic and we we brush them off and then tomorrow you don't hear from them or the next week they're gone and we're just like oh that's so sad when the signs were right in front of us 
I feel like in the black community, mental illness is not taken seriously. And worse in the Caribbean community, it's not. Because mental illness is viewed as a bad thing. It's like a weakness. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, who wants to say they're depressed? It's like a whole thing, you know? And it shouldn't be like that. I think we need to have more outlets. I would say therapy is good, but I wanted one thing I say I would want is a black therapist I felt like my therapist was cool but she was kind of like a yes man she would hear what I'm saying in therapy and like repeat it back to me so it was good to vent to her but I had to come home and do the work myself like I had to look in the mirror and face certain things like I I had lost confidence. I really didn't think I was attractive at all. I lost faith in my makeup. Like I really didn't think I was pretty on no level at a certain point in my life. I am now starting to feel attractive and doing makeup and getting back into myself. But I had lost sight of who I was. And again, when you're not around or you, you know, I think that every person in your circle needs to be supportive. The love that people show you should not only be on your birthday. The love that people show you should be throughout the year all the time. You should always look around you and know that your friends love you. And your people love you and your family love you. And just like be surrounded by love when you're going through depression. You should never just feel valued and held on a higher level one day of the year and every other day it's like you can't come here to talk about that and you feel like you have to keep your emotions bottled up it's like a it's 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 a toxic thing to go through it's like it's a battle within yourself um I just wish that we would just be more open when somebody's not okay we'll keep our eyes open when we see signs that someone is not okay We're compassionate to people. Check on your friends. Even if your life is not okay. Because I've been drowning and still been there for people. If it's people that you value in your circle, it's nothing wrong with checking if they're okay. Especially if you know it's someone that's mentally has the tendency to go off sometimes. Check in. That's it. Have limes. This is a risk. This is a bad time with the pandemic and being in quarantine. Have limes in your, your backyard, your, your house. Get your friends around, like get that love flowing again, because you don't know how people quarantine situation is. You know what I'm saying? For me, the other day I had to say to my homegirl, like, I feel so alone. Like, I feel so lonely. And she was like, yo, I'm coming over with a bottle of wine. My friend, Rachel. Um, a bottle of wine and we ordered seafood and we just had a girls night where we watched shows and bounce ideas off each other and laughed and it just felt it made me feel so good because yeah I'm around my family but I needed somebody outside you know what I'm saying someone who I feel like family is forced to accept your personality enjoy your company the people from the outside world you know they naturally gravitate towards you so they may be just in need of your presence like you are there. So it's a different type of feeling when you have outside people around you. You know that they genuinely enjoy your company. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just feels good. 
Um, if there's anyone going through anything, I always leave my door open for, for, you know, people to talk to me and express things. And yeah, I feel like also what helped me too is I had, I started a journal and I write all my thoughts, good, bad, ugly, everything in the journal. Write them all out on paper and breathe it out. The negative stuff, I tear them up and I just exhale all the bullshit and let that go. The good things I just keep in a journal and every now and then I go read and reflect and like, you know, affirmations help with depression. I started to do meditating, you know, meditating has been a really good outlet for me. Every morning I wake up, I do a meditation and just get my body in a good space start the day on a different level it's it that's been helping it's just a serious thing and there's ways there's ways to cope and I just want to say like I hope that everybody is just trying their best to stay sane and safe but mentally if you're not gonna be mentally okay when this is over the world is never gonna be good to you out there because we're stepping into a new situation And you got to be able to brace yourself and handle whatever's coming our way. And I know that with with everything, with the Black Lives Matter stuff, it gets very overwhelming because you feel like you're not doing enough. You sign on to Instagram. It's a new body. It's a new death. It's a new cop that hates us. It's It's another situation against our people. So it throws your whole mind off and you feel overwhelmed on top of your personal issues. You have people on Instagram telling you, you're not doing enough. Don't post this. Leave your goals to the side. Focus on this. And it's just like, you feel like you have no control over your life and your mind is about to explode. Sign off for Instagram. Log out of Facebook. Take some me time. Digest and feel out your me time. Because you're no good to the world if you're no good to yourself. You can't help nobody or fight a battle if mentally you don't have the space to even handle it. So my podcast was a little long this week because I had a lot to say and a lot of topics to touch on. But I just hope and I pray for the world that we just make it out on top and elevate to all the higher levels that we deserve to be on. This is Seiko, another episode of Leave Me, Let Me Talk. I have another episode for you guys this week. Stay safe, stay sane. Love you all. Bye.